continue to talk to God. Lord, talk to me this afternoon. I want to hear from you. I want to know from you. I want to hear the message from you. Lord, continue to talk to me. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Have you decided to follow Jesus? Speak it out yourself to, to follow Jesus. You have to make decision. You are the one that can make that decision. again we thank you we bless your name as we go into your word come and speak your word to us in the mighty name of jesus as we have taken this decision years back we have renewed that covenant today not to step back and not to look back to follow you in the mighty name of jesus thank you almighty god come and speak your word into our heart yourself in the mighty name of jesus and let your name be glorified in Jesus' name. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Thank you. Please be seated. In the Gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Jesus repeatedly saying, follow me. But I just want to ask you, suppose you are working in, in, in your office. Somebody you don't know just come and say, follow me. Are you going to follow? But the disciples, they were able to follow because they have the designing spirit. Believe me, if Sultan come to your office and say, follow me, you will follow him. Because the sign of royalty is already in him. Because he's popular, you will follow him. If any minister you know say, follow me, you will not question it. But if somebody suddenly comes to you, maybe you are working in your farm, and say, hey, follow me. You will, the first thing you will ask is, who are you? Why are you asking me to follow you to where? The world has changed. Question we follow. Why, am I, why are you saying I should follow you? On what ground? Who are you? In fact, as we go into the world, you will discover some, even somewhere, the father was there. And I'm sure if you are with your, any of your child today, and somebody just come and say, you, you, follow me, two of your children. I'm sure you are going to hold them down. Say, you are going nowhere. Follow me. In Matthew 4, 18 to 19, he said, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Verse 19. Then he said to them, Follow me, I will make you fishers of men. In Mark 1, Mark 1, 17, Then Jesus said to them, Follow me, I will make you become fishers of men. Let's move to John. In John chapter 1, verse 43, 
John chapter 1, verse 43. The following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, follow me. You see, at the beginning of his uh, ministry, Jesus specifically called 12 men to follow him, and they later became his disciples. If you read 10, Matthew 10, 3 to 4, because of our time, we are not going to that. It, they are all stories that we all know. But somewhere he was also speaking to anyone who wanted to hear what he has to offer. He asked them to follow him. Mark 8, Mark 8, 34, Mark 8, chapter 34. Then Jesus called the crowd and his disciples to him. If any of you want to come with me, he told them, you must forget yourself, carry your cross, and follow me. Again, in Matthew 8, 19 to 21, this time we have read earlier, Matthew 4. Now we are reading Matthew 8, 19 to 21. Then a certain scribe came and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Now, this, in this case, the scribe came and said, I will follow. And Jesus said to him, Forces have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the son of a man has nowhere he lays his head. You see, in this case, the scribe already knew who Jesus was. And uh, voluntarily he said he wanted to follow. Verse 21. Then another of his disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Verse 22. But Jesus said to him, follow me and let the dead bury their own. In John 10, verse 27. Jesus said here, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. The same word is inviting you today. That is why my topic for today is titled, Follow Me. This is the command that Jesus Christ has given thousands of years ago, that follow me. And what does it mean to truly follow Christ? We know it's an invitation that we have to follow him. It goes beyond just coming to church, being a Christian, being a choir, being a preacher, being a messenger. It goes beyond that. If you really want to follow Jesus, you need to embrace everything that is connected to him. Everything, every example that he has given, you have to follow it. It's not that you follow one part, you decide not to follow the other part. Full compliance have to be followed if you really want to follow Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So, the scripture gives example and evidence of what we should consider when we are to follow Christ. So, before you follow Christ, I want you to reflect on this following consideration that I'm going to mention. It's not limited to what I'm mentioning now. You also can read the scripture and bring out something that, yes, I need to add this to that. Number one is that you must be willing. You must be willing to obey and submit and accept him and his word. Whenever you want to follow him, you must be willing to obey him and to submit and to accept him at his word. So following Jesus does not mean you live independently from the example and instruction that he has given. If you really want to follow him, you follow him by faith. You follow him with understanding that, yes, I'm going to abide with everything. That's why in John 14, 23, he said, Jesus answered answer him, John 14, 23. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. What does it mean that if you obey and submit and love his word, he will reside in your home. And where is your home? Your heart. And when God and Jesus Christ reside in your heart, the joy of the Lord will always be yours. Sadness will not come closer to you. 
Happiness will always be with you. That is what he's saying, that you, you must be willing to obey and to submit and to accept his word and it will dwell with you. Number two, you must be ready to recognize your sins. Don't cover your sins. You know the area, you are like a filter garment before him. You must recognize this, that yes, to follow Jesus, I need to make myself clean. You need to ask for forgiveness. And when you ask for forgiveness, you need not to go back. So you must consider this when you follow Jesus Christ. So working with Jesus Christ means seeing the sin, because when you follow him, he will be revealing the sin to you. And one thing is that you have to have the designing spirit that, yes, this is what is going on and ask for forgiveness. So you, when you follow him and you recognize your heart, it means you are having a new heart that recognizes any temptation that is coming your way. So you have to consider this, that yes, you must be ready to recognize your sin when you have made that decision to follow Christ. Again, you must be ready for hardship sometimes. The world will not always accept you. Even your family will challenge you. What is your problem? Are you the first one to accept Jesus Christ? Your friend, they will run away from you. So you must be prepared for all this. So you must be prepared to step out of your comfort zone. Sometimes many of us, we can stand here and give message. But we can't go to Afghanistan to go and be giving message. Even though our assignment is different, my assignment is different, your call is different. There are a lot of people that they are somewhere in all over the world going to the most dangerous part of the world to spread the word. Those people have made that decision. God has called them. What is the call of God in you? How do you choose to follow him? So you must be ready to endure hardship. That's why James said in James 1.12, James 1.12 says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised. So, that's what James is saying. You will receive the crown of life. And God will bless you. In John 15, 18, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hates me first. That's what he said. Keep in mind. So if you follow Christ and your friends and family, they are rejecting you, knowing that in their heart they already rejected Jesus Christ. So you are not exceptional. In following Christ, you must have this as consideration. Again, you are expected to be humble. We have to bury all the arrogancy when you decide to follow Jesus Christ. Not that something you are driving on the road. Someone suddenly comes into your front and maybe you are thinking that, oh, how can he just drive for me like that? You are looking for a way to overtake him. Road rage. Or you are in a queue. Somebody jump in your front. You are trying to fight back. Sometimes your humbleness can resolve the issue. You can ask, oh, brother, sister, oh, I'm here. So we need to humble ourselves. That is why in the book of Philippians, Philippians 2, we are not going to details, but I will just paraphrase what it says. Philippians 2 tells us that followers of Christ do nothing from rivalry or conceit, from arrogancy. But humble, humbly can't, can't others more significant than themselves. Verse 3. Look to the interests of others. When you humble yourself, you look for, to the interests of others. Verse 4. Christians are to walk humbly because Christ himself did not count equally with God. We have to humble ourselves wherever we are. Give respect to those that deserve the service. Think of other things, like I said, whenever you are ready to follow Jesus Christ. Matthew 16, verse 24. 
Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. I'm telling you the same thing today. If you really want to follow, you have the desire to follow Jesus, you have to deny yourself. Deny yourself means there are some things that if Jesus comes today, you will hide to do it. You deny yourself of those things and be ready to follow Christ. And why should we follow Christ? Why? Why should we follow him? Because he's our light. Jesus Christ is light of our life. And when we follow him, we continue to walk in light, not in darkness. Nothing will be hidden from you whenever you have taken that decision to follow Christ. So following his light and example will bring you joy and happiness and even peace. All will be yours when you have, that, when you have taken that decision to follow him. So why should we follow Jesus Christ? Number one. He is the only way to God and source of life. He's the only way to God and source of life. Many people say that there are many paths. Yes, but the path that goes to heaven is very narrow. And Jesus Christ is the only way. The popular scripture, John 14, 6. Jesus said to him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You want to make heaven? You have to follow Jesus Christ. He is the way. He is the source of life. According to scripture itself, he is the source of life. Not just that he is the way. He is also the source of life. That same John, John chapter 1, verse 1, says, in the beginning, the, the word already exists. The word was with God, and the word was God. So, and let's jump to verse 3. Through him, God made all things. You see why he is source of life. Through him, God made all things. Not one thing in all creation was made without him. He is the source of life. Let's read down to verse 4. The word was the source of life, and the life was brought light to people. The light shines, that's verse 5, in the darkness, and the darkness has never put it off, never comprehend at all. So when you walk in the light, when there's darkness, when the light goes in, you will shine that light to that area. That is why we have to follow Christ, because he's the only way, he's the source of life, life and he is our life. So why should we follow Jesus Christ? He is the source of truth and joy and love. We follow him because he is the, he is the source of truth, joy, and love. These days, these days of, uh, what do they call it again? Social media. There are a lot of misinformation fly all over the world. But the word of God remains the same. It never changed. So that is why we have to follow him. For you to know the truth. For you to identify the truth. And to enjoy. To have the joy and to have the love. You need to know that he is the source of the truth. Joy and love. So there are a lot of misinformation that are distracting people. Deceiving people. Confusing people these days. Even messages that you will hear. When you listen to so many messages from men of God, you will see how they turn it away just to favor them. But you yourself, you can sit down. If you are taking that decision to follow him, you can sit down conveniently and ask the Holy Spirit to interpret those words for you. No one will mislead you. So if you really want to have the source of the truth, you need to follow him. So, we follow him because he is the source of truth. John 8, 31 to 32. John 8, 31 to 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believe him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciple indeed, 
and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth will always set you free. That is why we have to follow Jesus. He is the source of truth. We have to follow him because he is the source of joy and love. The same John, chapter 15, verse 9 to 11. John 15, 9 to 11. As the Father loved me, I also love you. Abide in my love. If you keep my command, now there is condition there. You can't follow him without keeping his command. You have to keep his command. He said, verse 10 again, if you keep my command, you will abide in my love. Just as I've kept my father's command, commandment and abide in his love. Verse 11. This thing I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. So you can see now that he is the source of joy. You need to show love. You need to abide in him. How do you abide? Obey his commandment. How do you show love? You obey his commandment. Whatever he commands. To many of us, he commands we should follow him. Why is going to the west? We are going to the, to the east. We are going to the opposite side. So for us to have that joy that is full, we need to follow Jesus. Jesus' joy is our strength. So, and if we continue to renew the truth and experience his love every time in our life, praise the Lord. Why should we follow Jesus Christ? Number three, he is the source of peace. The source of peace. I will take the scripture from the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 26, verse 3. The book of Isaiah 26, verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stay on, on you, because he trusts in you. When you follow Jesus Christ, you are going to trust him. You are going to Keep your mind in him. Your mind will be focusing on him. That is why he said you will keep him in perfect peace. The, the moment you have decided to follow him, the moment you have uh, chosen that, yes, wherever you go, I'm going. He will keep you. He will give you a perfect peace because your mind stays on him. And because of what? You trust him. Praise the Lord. So, Jesus Christ is the gift of peace. He is Prince of Peace, as we have been hearing. John 14, 27. John 14, 27. It says, Peace I live with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be, let it be, neither let it be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Jesus Christ is the peace. That peace is given unto you. The moment you are choosing to follow him, he's going to give you that. So Jesus commanded us to follow him, but I want you to ask yourself, how am I following him? Am I really following him in the way that I'm supposed to follow him? From the scripture, there are different ways that people follow him. We are going to look into that right now. There are different ways that people choose to follow Christ. But only one, only one is right. There is only one right way to follow him. So various people follow Jesus when he walked on this earth. When he was on the earth, crowd, he crossed the sea. You see people following him. Not just the disciples. Many people follow him. So there are different ways that people follow him. Like I said, only one way leads to life. Mark chapter 1, verse 16 to 20. Mark 1. So Jesus called to some men to come and follow him. Here is the story. Verse 16. And as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon, Andrew, and his brother casting his net into sea. For they were fishermen. We have read it before. Then Jesus said to him, follow me. I will make you become fishers of men. And they immediately left their net and followed him. That's why now the, the brothers, they were there. And someone suddenly come. I'm sure that time they, they've not known much about Jesus Christ. 
But he just commanded, follow him. And they follow. And when he has gone a little further from this, he saw James, the son of Sedebe, and John, his brother, who also were in the boat, mending their father. Now, mending, mending their nest, sorry. And immediately he called them and left, and they left their father, Sebede, and the boat with the higher servant, and went after him. So those two people, they left their father and the other people there and followed him. How lucky those two men are. You are lucky to be in the presence of God today. There are people in this world, God counts you worthy to call you to follow him. But you need to follow him wholeheartedly. So the Bible recorded that they left and they, were, they left whatever they were doing from that story and they began to follow him. I refer to this because I want you to flash your mind back to see how he called people. I don't know how he has called you. I don't know how he has spoken to you. But I believe that he has revealed himself to you. It might be true messages you are hearing. It might be true what is happening around you that Jesus is calling you. Follow me. Are you having that designing spirit to know that, yes, you are being called to follow him? Now, when Jesus made this call, those one we mentioned in the scripture, they actually follow him. Now, there are some people that don't follow. So, Matthew 19. Number one, now, let me come make it clear to you. Some way that we can follow Jesus, that's what I want to talk about now. Number one is not follow. Some people not follow. Matthew 19, 16 to 23, the story of rich, young ruler. I read, now behold, one came and said to him, good teacher, what good thing shall I do? that I may have eternal life. Now, before I go on, even though Jesus asked him, why you call me good teacher? This scripture shows that people are now aware of Jesus Christ. The young ruler walked to him and said, good teacher. Now, verse 17. So he said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good, but one that is God. But if you want to enter into life. Keep the commandment. Now, you see the humbleness of Jesus Christ. He's, Jesus thinking that, oh, this man wants to raise me above my father. Say, don't call me good. The only good is my father. So, verse 18, he said to him, that is the man now said to him, which one? Jesus said, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear forth witness. Honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 20. The young man said to him, All this I've kept from my youth. What do I still lack? The man is saying, I'm doing all whatever you are saying. What else? And Jesus said to him, verse 21. If you want to be perfect, go sell what you have. Give to, to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. Now, what happened? But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possession. You see? He did not follow, because he had great possession. When Jesus made this command, you'll be surprised why this disciple did not ask questions. This man asked question. He walked in that I want to follow you. But when he heard about the condition, he, he walked away. He came to find out how to follow him, but he didn't, didn't like the answer, so he decided not to follow. What about you? Can you link that to yourself? Is there anything God is telling you to do that you don't want to leave? God bless the missionaries. There are some of them that have good job. They had the call and they leave and they, they follow the call of God. So, how many of you here have had the invitation to follow him but you rejected it because you don't want to lose what you have? So, 
scripture confirmed that even this command was given, some people still not follow. So, where is that rich young ruler today? He refused to follow Christ. Number two, some follow around with Jesus. Some decided to just follow him. When crowd is moving, I'm also moving along with crowd. There are some of us that something, we just see crowd gathering. We don't know what is happening. We just go and stand. Want to see what is happening. If the crowd is moving, you also move. We have that set of people also. Uh, Mark 5. The story is there. 24 to 34. The story of woman with issue of blood. I will quickly go over it. So Jesus went with so, Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years, and had, and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had was no better, but rather grew worse. Verse 27, when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only... I may touch him, touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood, okay, you know the rest of the story because of our time. So, now, here, there are many people following Jesus, but they, they were following him as disciples. They were following him by sing, simply hang around him. You heard about the crowd following him. What is the, 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 the impact of those crowd that are following him? This woman, she followed when she heard about it. I'm sure it won't be immediately that she was able to touch him. She must have followed him for a long distance. She kept following him. So today, I'm telling you, too many people are in the church or in churches just hanging around, just to show face that, yes, I'm a Christian. That is the way some people follow Christ. That is the pattern they have chosen to follow him. And what pattern are you, have you taken in your heart to follow him? Are you just hanging around? Are we talking about uh, Friday, Friday tonic? What I mean by that is that only Friday you are in the church. Weekly program, you are nowhere to be found. We are using one excuses or the other not to follow. Our job, our family, our children, because of that, we don't want to follow. If you are using your job not to follow, you are same thing with that young ruler. You had the call, but you decide not to come. So too many people just hang around him to follow him. That is the pattern that some people are following him. Number three, some people follow him for a while. They follow him for a while. And after some while, they step back. Galatians, the book of Galatians 1, verse 6. It reads, I'm surprised at you. In no time at all, you are deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and, and accepting another gospel. This is the church, this message was for the church of Galatia. Because they have been sold out. They have already been, the, Jesus Christ has been introduced to them. They are aware about Jesus Christ. They know everything about him. But they went off track. They went off track and they begin to turn back. So, Today, many of us challenges come. Praise the Lord. Am I sleeping? No, I'm not sleeping. Okay, if I'm not sleeping, you should not sleep. Because I'm seeing some eyes getting close. Hallelujah. Amen. So, like I was saying, the church at Galatia has been sold out for the cause of Christ. But over the time, they went off the track. The backslide. So, brethren, 
You are not to follow Jesus on a particular day, not just Friday only. Every time, every minute, every second, that is when you're supposed to follow him. Like I said, maybe I use my country's language, Sunday, Sunday tonic. Here is Friday, Friday tonic. For people that only come to uh, Friday, Sunday service, they don't come to weekly service. We used to refer to them, to refer to them as Sunday, Sunday tonic Christian. I know that you are not Friday, Friday tonic Christian. Tomorrow, women ministry, they are going to have a great time. Please, that is a call. Be part of it. Early in the morning, early will I seek this day. The call has been made. Don't be like that ruler that shoes when to follow. So, some people follow for a while. Don't take that stand. In Psalm 1, verse 3 to 4, talk about the person who meditates on the word of God day and night. That person will be like what? Sister, can you project that? He shall be like a tree planted by the river, by the river of water that bring forth his fruit. When you follow Jesus Christ, that is how you are going to be. Whatever you lay your hand upon, success will only be the answer. And that glory of God will shine over you and people will be asking you, how are you doing it? Number four, some follow him for what they will get out of it. Victory night is, is uh, whenever they call for victory night. Many are coming just to come and share their testimony. Many are coming that they are going to line up and they will pray for them. Yes, it's good. You have that belief. Is that how you will continue to follow him? Only that period? Only that Friday or this Friday like this? You need to follow him all the time. Some people follow him just to get what they want to get. Act 19, Act of Apostles 19, contains the story of seven sons of uh, Siva. Siva. Verse 11 to 16. God was performing, I'm reading from Good New Translation now. Acts 19, 11 to 16. God was performing unusual miracle through Paul. Even handkerchiefs and apron he has used were taken to the sick, and their diseases, and their diseases were driven away, and the evil spirit will go out of them. Some Jews, verse 13, some Jews who travel around and drove out of evil spirit also tried to use the name of Lord Jesus to do this. They said to the evil spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preached. You see, they took clue from the name of Jesus Christ that Paul preached. Who are these people? 14, verse 14. Seven brothers who were the son of Jew, Jewish, Jewish high priest named Seva, were doing this. But the spirit, but the evil spirit said to them, I know Jesus. I know Paul. But you, who are you? I hope somebody will not ask you when you are trying to talk about Jesus Christ. Because you, you tell somebody you are a follower of Christ. But your character is not re, re, reflecting that. They ask that question. Who are you? Let's read on. Verse 16, the man who had the evil spirit in him attacked them with such violence that he overpowered them. Overpowered them all. They are not just one. Seven of them. They ran away from his house. Wounded and with their clothes torn off. You see? So some people follow Christ for what they can get out of him. These people, they want to show people that yes, we can also do it. It happens in Egypt. When Moses dropped the staff, Turn to, to stick. And what happened? Pharaoh called his magician. Well, they can do it also. But who had the stick at the end of the day? So some people follow Christ for what they will get from him. These are the kind of people. Don't fall into that category. Challenges can come. How do you explain? You might be challenged. How do you explain? Number five, because of our time, there are people that follow him, almost follow him. 
almost follow him. Acts of Apostle 26, verse 28, King Agrippa. Then King Agrippa said to Paul, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. Almost, almost following Christ is completely not following. That is the way, you see, he said, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. If you are not saved, you are not saved. There is no alternative. Almost saved is complete lost. We believe that. If you are thinking you are safe and you are still dipping your hand into something that you can't do openly, it means you are almost safe and which is complete, complete lost. So, brethren, some people follow him, almost follow him, but they are not following. Some people follow him overseas. Some people follow him for deceitful purpose, just to deceive. Act 20, 29 to 32. The church of Ephesus, that is, this is the church of Ephesus now. For I know this, that after my departures, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also, from among yourself, men will rise up, speaking perverse things, to draw away the disciple after themselves. It's happening in the world today. People are drawing away people. They are deceiving people. That is the way some people follow. Verse 31. Therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day and with tears. So now, brethren, I command you to God. So I command you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you inheritance among those who are sanctified. Who was talking here? This is Paul. He was warning the church of Ephesus that some people will rise up among them. It's happening in the world. Among the pastors, among the brethren, among the children of God, so many people are following Christ, deceiving people. That is the way they have chosen. What way are you choosing to follow him? Number seven. Some follow him half-hearted. Half-heartedly, they are following him. I'll go back to Old Testament here. Second King, chapter 15, verse 1 to 4. In the, 20th, in the 27th year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, Assyria, the son of Amasia, king of Judah, became king. He was 16 years old. When he became king, he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jeholiah of Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Listen carefully. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah has done. Except, verse 4, except that the high places were the earth places were not removed. The people still sacrificed and burned incense to the high priest. Okay, you have given your life to Christ. Do you still have that part which is accept? How are you following him? Are you following him that way that it's just halfway, half-heartedly you are following him? One part is there. There are some things you're supposed to take away from your life because you want to be like that young ruler. You want to maintain it. You want to keep to it. Are you following that? Do you still have the exception? So, he put one foot in following God and another foot somewhere. You can't follow two masters. You can only follow one. So, you need to surrender totally if you are ready to follow Christ. Verse 8, uh, number 8. Follow him with your whole heart. There are some people that follow him, they surrender. Completely, they surrender and follow him. And this is the way I want you today to take that decision, to decide to follow him. There is no alternative. There is no option. You need to completely surrender yourself to him. Just like in the book of Acts, 
The new converts, we know the story, the new converts, they devoted themselves to the apostle teaching. This is the way I want you to follow him. This is the way that we should follow him. Now, let's go back to Old Testament. Second King, chapter 22, verse 1 and 2. Second King 22, 1 and 2. Joshua was eight years old when he became king. Just eight years old. I'm sure many of us, we cannot even allow our, um, our eight years old to be, we may say, okay, no, 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 you cannot do that. We will discourage. But let me tell you one thing. When you have been called, believe me, when you see someone from a royal family, you will see that kind of royalty in them. That boldness will be in them. So don't be surprised that a child of eight years, a child of eight years was choosing to rule because the sign of royalty is already in him. That boldness is already built. You also, you are a prince and princess of Jesus Christ. Why are you not having that boldness to follow him with your whole heart fully? Let's read on. Joshua was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jedidah, and the daughter of Adia of Boskat. Verse 2. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, and walked in all the ways of his father David. He walks all the ways of his father David. In this case, there is no exception. And he did not turn side to the right hand or to the left hand. He walked straight. He followed him straight. He didn't allow the distraction or the, the riches connecting to the riches that are connected to royalty to deceive him, to distract him. He followed him. How is your job? How is he distracting you? How is your children, your family, how are they distracting you? not to follow him wholeheartedly. Second king again, chapter 23, verse 3. The king stood by pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to follow the Lord and to keep his commandment and his testimony and his status with all his heart and all his soul to perform the word of, his, of this covenant that were written in this book. And all the people took a stand for the covenant. That is, the king gathered everybody together to maintain that, yes, we will follow the God Almighty. David said in Psalm 63, verse 8, My soul followed close behind you. Your right hand uphold me. These are the things we need to write in our, in, in our heart to follow him wholeheartedly. So how do you respond to the invitation to come and follow Jesus Christ? That is the question for you. How do you respond? The reality is that whatever I've mentioned, that's point one to eight, I know that our mind will be telling us this is where I fit. I hope you are not fit in so many places. Your mind will be telling you. So how do, what do we do? How do we follow him? We've talked about so many things this afternoon. There is no specific formula on how to follow Jesus. Yes, following Jesus Christ is the key to life for a complete Christian. You have to obey him. So how do you, what are the things to consider again? How do we follow? Very quickly, I will just summarize this because of our time. You need to accept him, accept Jesus as your savior. That is the first thing you must do. To follow him, you must accept him as your Lord and Savior. John 14 says, we have read it before. So, follow him, accept him. Love God, love others, love yourself. You need to love God, you need to love others, you need to love yourself when you want to follow Jesus Christ. In Mark 12, 20, Jesus said, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first command, commandment. The second like is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. 
There is no any other commandment greater than this. To follow Jesus Christ, don't hate your neighbors. Love them, love yourself, love your God. Show God how much you love him. True prayer. Pray unto God. Loving others is very essential, as I mentioned. So you need to, if you really want to follow Jesus Christ, you need to pray. You need to know the word of, of the scripture. You know your Bible. You have to bring God to all aspects of your life. You bring God to all aspects of, of your life. And you must be thankful, like I said, ready to face hardship. Some things will come your way. You must be thankful. To follow Jesus Christ, you must avoid temptation. You must avoid it. It will come, but you need to avoid temptation. And Matthew 6, 24 says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the others. So you need to follow him wholeheartedly. There is no way you can follow Jesus Christ without do that. We all know what Joshua said. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I want you to take that decision. So, Jesus said, Jesus asked you to follow him, no matter what, be, what the condition. Jesus wants you to follow him in good time, in bad time, when it is fun, when it is exciting, when it is harsh, when it is easy, when it is painful, even unto death. Prepare to follow him. So, now, I will close this message with this question. Are you ready to follow Jesus? Are you ready to place God above family, above hobbies, sports, layer activities, above riches, power, assume entitlement, comfort, pride, and ego? Are you ready to live all this? Above all, ask your neighbor, are you ready to follow Jesus Christ? May God bless his word. Praise God. We heard what Jesus Christ said, and that is, follow me. And we all sang, I have decided to follow Jesus. The question is, why would we do that? Turn with me to John chapter 8, verse 12. I hope you have your Bibles so you can open your Bibles and... Join me as I read that verse, John chapter 8, verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So why do we follow Jesus? He's the light. He is the only light. He is the only way to God. We heard that. He is our only source of truth, joy, and love. He is our only source for perfect peace. But the question is, you and I, are we willing to obey Jesus Christ? Mark that question, because I'll come back to it. Are we willing to obey Jesus Christ? Are we ready to recognize and confess our sins? Are we ready to face hardships? Before we pray... I want us to remember what Jesus Christ said. I'm going back to it again. Jesus said, follow me. But he didn't stop there. He said, I will make you fishers of men. And so when I said, the first question was, are you willing to obey him? 
and I said, keep note of that question. We are coming back to it. It was simply because of this. Jesus Christ said, follow me. And many of us here are followers. But Jesus Christ also said, I will make you fishers of men. That means we, are not, we cannot afford to be just followers. We need to be servers. So that's the other question we need to answer. Am I following Jesus Christ and am I serving him as he commanded? Church, it's time to pray. It's time to look at ourselves and start by asking that question. We sang it. I have decided to follow Jesus. Are we willing to serve him? Or are we just choosing to follow but not to serve? Or worse still, have we taken a decision not to even follow him? Church, these are important questions that you and I need to answer. Talk to God right now. Talk to God right now. Where do you stand? Where do you stand in your walk with the Lord? Father, we thank you, Lord, for the word we heard this day, Lord, Father. For indeed, many years back, you said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Father God, you gave us a command to follow you, and you gave us a task to do. Father God, so very often we have done one, but left undone the second. And Lord, you have heard us all sing this day, I have decided to follow Jesus. But I pray, Lord, that we will not just stop there, Lord. That every one of us will take it into our hearts, Lord, this day. That we will choose to serve you wherever you call us, Lord Father. In whichever way you want us to serve you, Lord Father. Thank you, Father, for these words which we read this day, Lord Father. Thank you for ministering unto us, Lord Father, to tell us, Lord, that there are times when we need to leave everything just to follow you, Lord. Give us that heart and that mindset, Lord Father, not to be attached to different things, to things of this world, Lord Father, but rather just to look at you, Lord Father, so everything else pales out. Thank you for being with every one of us, Lord Father. And I pray, Lord, if any one of us is yet to take that decision, you will help us to take that step of choosing to follow you and choosing to serve you. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord Father, for your servant whom you have used this day. And we pray, Lord, that you will continue to anoint him the more. That you will give him words of wisdom that he can bring across to us, Lord. Pray, Lord, that you will bless him and his family, Lord Father. And as you bless them, they will continue to be a blessing unto us. Be with every one of us gathered here. We have heard your word, Lord Father. And we pray, Lord, that this word will indeed have gone into good soil. It will take root and bear fruit. Commit this time into your hands. And as we depart from here, Lord Father, I pray, Lord, that you will continue to be with us. Help us to walk with you, Lord Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before we share the grace, uh, it's an announcement for the newcomers. Those who are visiting with us for the first time. We would still like to meet with you for a few minutes. Just take a few minutes of your time. So if you don't mind, we'd like to meet with you just outside this front door. We have a team which would like to meet with you, uh, tell you something about the church, and just pray with you once again. So newcomers, please, we'd like to meet with you for a few minutes.
Church, let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you, church.